Welcome to the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking. And guess what, y'all? We Black in the Garden. Hey, hey Soil Cousins. How y'all doing? How y'all feel? It is August. I just read that July was literally like the hottest year recorded in human history. <laughs> I'm not going to come in that way. I'm coming in hot already. I'm going to be talking the hostess with the mostest of Black in the Garden podcast, but just the hottest, like the hottest ever. I was in the house a lot, not even going to lie. I had one of those moments in July where I just wasn't really trying to be outside like that and being very grateful for air conditioning because that's just, that's where we at. So what was happening was there was consistent enough rain to keep my plants happy enough to keep me in the house. You know, I do love plants and I do love gardening. We know this. Why would I be doing all of this if that were not the case? But it doesn't always feel as intense. You know what I'm saying? I've had some time to really kind of like settle into it to know like when I feel the most enthusiastic about it, that those are the days that I'll be outside for hours, moving soil around, moving plants around, sorting out things and, and seeds and planting stuff and checking on stuff and just be out there. There will be those days. I know somebody can relate. I know. I was, I was about to say, I hope you can relate, but I know that somebody can relate. Can I get a witness? Okay. We don't always feel like being out there like that. Not everybody who is a soil cousin is even out there anyway. A lot of us are houseplant enthusiasts. And after the hottest damn summer recorded, July, it was literally hot everybody summer. Okay. Hot earth summer. After it being record highs, the prescription is stale ass in the house. Okay. So that's what I did just kind of intuitively. So when I found out that what I found out, I was not surprised. I was actually tickled, although I should not be for, for the reasons, you know, because this is not a good sign of things to come. So we'll see what happens. You know, stay tuned. I mean, stay tuned to Black in the Garden, but like literally stay tuned to what is happening in the world. Before we go any further, let me make sure that I indicate something to you. There are things that we need to know. There are two very important things that I want to talk about before we get into this solo episode because we need to talk. Okay, this is just just me and you. Oh, if you if you are 80s baby like me, you got the reference. And here's a fun fact about me while it's just me and you. I had a childhood crush on Raphael Sadiq from Tony, 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 and I still do because he's still fine. And, you know, he's still, <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. So that's a fun fact. Just, you know, it's not gardening related, but, you know, hey, I listen to it when I'm tending to my plants. Sometimes it's just me and you get it. I don't need to, I don't need to make that stick. Y'all get it. It's, that's all you need to know. So I need y'all to text me. I need you right now. If you have your hands free, if you got your hands free, if you don't have your hands free, I need you to remember to go back and do this. Go back in the show notes. This is very important what I'm about to say. 833-819-3926. That is 833-819-3926. It is in the show notes. Text me. I'm going to tell you why I need you to text me. Because I just need to hear from you. Damn, like, can you talk back to me? I'm talking to you right now. You listening? You got your earbuds in or you you got your phone sitting next to the sink. I don't know where y'all be at. This is what a, this is how we get started. That is the perfect way to start. Please just text me if you don't say nothing else to me ever. Just tell me what you're doing when you're listening to Black in the Garden. I would love it if you were in the garden. That would be dope. That's my vision for how everybody listens to the show. But I get that that's not how everybody listens to podcasts. So whatever you're doing when you are listening, whether it be all the time, consistently, or just what you're doing as you're listening, 
right now. Take a moment and text me and tell me what you're doing because I am super curious about that. Y'all should know that I'm a very, very curious person in the conversations that you have witnessed that I've had. I want you to save me in your phone, okay? Don't just have me in there as some rando. <laughs> Don't do me like that. Don't have me in your phone and there's no contact. There's no context, okay? Put me in there as Cola be talking. If you got a boo or whatever and they see Cola be talking in there, you might get in trouble. Please don't, y'all. Put some context in there so whoever might be going through your phone know that it ain't no smoke. I don't want no smoke. So save me in your phone as Cola be talking. 833-819-3926. I just need to hear from y'all. I want to know what y'all are doing. So please text me. I can get the text. All right. I will respond to the best of my ability. If it's not too overwhelming, then I will respond, like I said, to the best of my ability. But I am very much prioritizing doing that because I have emphasized that I want to hear from you. One of my pet peeves about podcasting is that I'm kind of talking into a void. I'm talking into the thing and y'all hear from me and I don't get real time feedback from you. And, you know, there's other forms of media like social media and YouTube and stuff where you can go and you can see comments to things and you can engage in the comments and all that other kind of stuff. And that's dope and that's fun. But podcasts work a little bit differently, don't they? You know, you can leave a review. I'd love that. Go ahead and do that wherever you can leave a review. Mainly it's Apple Podcasts, but uh, I've noticed that there are many other podcatchers that are allowing for reviews. So wherever you can, please do so. That helps. That means a lot. But, you know, that's still not real-time feedback. And as far as I'm aware, last time I checked, I can't even respond to that. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, let's talk. Tell me how you feel about the episode. Tell me how you feel about whatever episode has meant the most to you. What, what's your favorite episode? Who's your favorite guest? You know what I'm saying? What's your favorite plan? What do you like to grow? Tell me about you so that I can hear from you. I want to know what my soil cousins are up to and what my soil cousins are into. All right. I love that. So now let's talk about the coloring book. We have a coloring book. I am ecstatic. I don't know how else to say that. I could literally take like the next hour telling you all the reasons why I'm excited about it and why it's a big deal to me. But what I'm just going to say is that it has been almost a year in the making. There, it's been a process. It has not necessarily just been difficult. It has just been dealing with all of the life changes and the, and the whole panorama that is popping off outdoors. But with everything going on and me trying to get myself situated and sorted out and settled, I am so glad that I finally was able to bring that to fruition, bring that to completion. I didn't even really fully realize that it was yet another one of the things that I set out to do that I ended up actually getting done, which is miraculous to me. Now we're getting into the episode. This is what it's about. It's not so much the coloring book. You feel me? It is very much like I started a thing and then that became a whole thing. You know, we're all here. We're, we're soil cousins. We're a tribe. We're our we're engaging around this thing and we love this thing, right? But it's the execution for me. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, you know, we've all been in a situation where we've started something with the best of intentions or things have happened or maybe we just kind of like started it and got somewhere with it but didn't really get it done. And I am one of those who has a lot of those a lot of things on the pile of unfinished and a lot of ideas and so on and so forth. So whatever actually goes from concept to completion is worthy of celebration. And so there is that element. And of course, just in, in regards to the coloring book, by the time you hear this episode, it will be available on blkinthegarden.com. All the details that you need are in the show notes. But y'all need to go and get that thing because for no other reason to celebrate with me the fact that I did a thing, y'all. 
Black in the Garden by November will be two years. That will be the two-year anniversary. I'm still trying to figure out how I want to celebrate that. Hey, you got any ideas? Text me. You got my number. You saved it, right? Right? You did save my 833-819-3926. Save that shit. Y'all holler at me. So still trying to figure out because, you know, things happen and it looks fly or sounds fly, I guess. But a lot of it is progress in motion. And that just means kind of figuring it out as I go along. But the main, main thing being not quitting. I'm just not, I'm too legit to quit. (laughs) Hammer said it best. I am too legit to quit. So that's how we are keeping this going. If you were wondering, how she do it this long? How she keep it going? Because I'm too legit to quit. Dun, dun. Okay. So there's that. (laughs) And y'all know I said I wanted to talk. We need to talk. And by we, I mean me. I need to talk to you. I need to tell you a little bit more about my story because I just want to color it in a little bit more and just let y'all know a little bit more about what my experiences have been. There's so many stories that I have participated in telling via my guests. And I've talked about myself a little bit. I I actually went back and listened to my first episode and I did. Wow, that was a big deal for me to listen back because I really thought because I hadn't listened to it pretty much since I first put it out that it was like kind of whack. But I listened back and I was like, oh, I see where you were going with this. That was cute. I see what you was trying to do. I can say that I'm proud of my first episode. But I specifically remember saying on that episode, 2019 tried to drag me. Oh my gosh, like so much happened. My family dynamic changed significantly. I went from a family of five to a family of three. I mentioned on my Mother's Day episode that there is this estrangement that I have with my eldest child, unfortunately. And, you know, that is a mostly private matter. So respect my privacy, please. I appreciate that. But like, that's some real shit. And That was the culmination of just years of struggle that were happening in that area. So there was that. And then there was the disruption of my marriage, meaning like the end of it. And so, yeah, that those are just two things that happened in 2019, along with dealing with near homelessness and and having to go and live with a family member And having been evicted before then, my marriage was just, it's like, I guess we, I could say we were unequally yoked. (laughs) Shout out to biblical terms, right? But what I mean by that is without even talking about him, because I never like to make it about him because shit is my show. So what I'll say as far as the being unequally yoked, there were just things that needed to happen. There were things, there was just, At the basis, at the core, consistency, the ability to provide and and provide consistency so that we wouldn't have had as much inconsistency that we had in struggling with things like keeping a roof over our heads. That was a struggle. That is a big part of the reason why I've not had a garden that I've maintained consistently because I've not been in one place consistently. So that was something that I definitely needed to indicate. And that sucks. And I know that many of my soil cousins can relate to this whole struggle of getting to a place for various reasons, you know, for various reasons. There's so many reasons. Sometimes landlords be shady, right? That sucks. I dealt with something like that last year, actually, as I was trying to get my footing on the other side of being a single mom and being legit scammed. You're trying to trust people as they are presenting themselves in a specific way, especially as philanthropic. And so you don't always connect that with the desire to, you know, try to take advantage. But unfortunately, that is a tactic that people use when they manipulate you. Now, if you want to hear a little bit more detail specifically about exactly what happened with that, I did speak about that actually on Instagram Live with Kiana Upton, who hosts the Nourish in Black 
channel. That is her Instagram handle. And I spoke with her uh, recently on there. So you can go on to the Instagram live and find that. And you can hear a little bit more about that. And yeah, I name names. I don't care. I don't care because my thing about somebody doing me wrong is I don't owe you silence. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like I need to like not say nothing about it. It's not like I'm trying to protect you or whatever. Like if you do me wrong, then at the very least, you deserve for me to call you out. The thing about Black in the Garden, I'm protective about this platform. And so there are certain things that I'm not going to talk about too much. And there are certain names that I'm not going to mention because you don't deserve that kind of shine on my platform, boo. Even if it's for being on some bullshit, I'm just not going to give you that. But I did say it over there. So if you want to hear that, then you can go over there and you can listen to that if you if you nosy, because I know some of y'all just nosy. And, you know, that's human nature. It's curiosity. I'm saying all that to say that there's been inconsistency. There's been, as I've told my story or as I've told parts of my story or mentioned parts of what my experiences have been like, there has just not been clarity on some of the things that are specifically related to my plant journey, my gardening journey. I'll say it again. It's worth mentioning again that I am a multidisciplinary type of gardener. Our good friend of the show, Dr. Haley, would call it biplantual meaning I am into indoor and outdoor plants. I want to grow vegetables, plants. I mean, what am I saying? Not plants. I want to grow my own food. I do grow my own food. I am, like many of us, not growing all of my own food, but I'm growing some things that I could eat. (laughs) And that's a good start. But y'all understand, if you've been paying attention, I'm getting my footing here. So I currently am residing somewhere that I've been at for like less than six months. So, you know, things take time to get situated and to get settled in. Yeah, I'm biplantual, okay? So I like growing food, okay? I like growing ornamental outdoor plants. I know that because I started my plant journey in Florida, that was helpful. I started in Florida, even though I remember my interest really kicking in right when it was about to be winter in North Florida. I was in Jacksonville. I know that it was warm enough in Florida for me to still be able to do a lot outside that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was somewhere else, you know, like in a colder hardiness zone. Y'all shout out to hardiness zones. If you don't know your hardiness zone, you need to go and find it. Okay. Ask Auntie Google. She is your auntie. She wants you to know, so she'll tell you. So yeah, biplantual or maybe even triplantual. I don't know, but I, I like the ornamental outdoor plants. I am a sucker for a good landscape arrangement. You know what I'm saying? I'm, if I'm passing by your business and the plants are looking real cute or, you know, like an office park or something like that. Office parks be having some nice landscape arrangements, don't they? Like the the ones that, you know, take the time and, and really invest. And by watching those plantscapes, landscapes or whatever in Florida, as I was becoming interested in plants and watching what was being planted and taking note of the timing and taking note of even looking in people's yards and seeing what was blooming and when, especially around the beginning of spring, it was a cool way for me to kind of get a sense for, you know, what comes in and when, and just really paying attention to the environmental clues that are there that help us to keep track of the seasons. So that's something I recommend, you know, consider that, take note of that if if you're not already doing it. So we got the outdoor plants, we got the growing the food, and then there's house plants. House plants, wow. The houseplant journey, going back to Florida once again, starting in Florida was a gift and a curse. A gift because it's like there are plants everywhere. I remember digging plants out of people's yards. Not like people who, well, I could tell they stayed there, but I would scope out a neighborhood. I would do this thing sometimes, not all the time, 
But, you know, I would just kind of drive through a neighborhood and I would take note of a blighted home or an abandoned home. I would look in the yard and see, like, what what y'all got over there? And if I saw something I liked, you know, I might have had my shovel with me. For the most part, I would keep my shovel with me. And I would go and I would hop off and I would go and get it. Like, there was this big agave plant in an abandoned yard that I remember going and digging up. No shame. None at all. Didn't care because... I know nobody cared about it. I cared. I cared enough to stop and get it. So I went and I got it. Seriously, I got to do a whole nother episode just in discussing the ways that I would get plants because going back to this whole instability thing and the, when I started, I'm going to come back to that. Let me just say, let me finish what I would, let me finish my thought because that's where I'd be getting all fragmented with the story. I just did not have a lot of resources, you know, financially. So I knew that I wanted plants. And so I figured out how I was going to get plants. All right. And I got them. And not just plants, but pots, accessories or whatever. I just came to understand and figure out how the seasons worked in retail. I came to figure out when the deepest discounts would happen and what stores they were at, basically, there's a certain point in the season where gardening supplies are getting ready to be phased out. And so they mark them all the way down. And so I would get supplies at that point. I would pull up on big box stores and and find where they were kind of discarding all those plastic pots. Big box stores don't really give two shits about sustainability. They will throw something out in a heartbeat. And a lot of the things that they throw out are viable items that can continue to be used, that can, you know, carry on to life, especially something as simple as plastic nursery pots. Who's paying for those? Because I understand how to source them for free. Why pay? You know, I'm I'm frugal as well. So that's something that you should know. And, you know, sometimes dealing with struggle and dealing with poverty I mean, it sucks because nobody really wants to have lack of resources. But what I can say is that when you have a lack of resources, it makes you that much more creative. Shout out to our ancestors for being innovative in that because of that very reason and coming up with some of the amazing things that we have today. Y'all know we just spoke with Natalie Bazile on our last episode, you got to go and read We Are Each Other's Harvest because there was a good amount of information about what I just mentioned as far as our ancestors and some of the innovations that they haven't even been given credit for. So we don't know what those are, but there are some innovations that they haven't given credit for as far as farming equipment and tools that are used in agriculture to this day. So that is worth noting that lack of resources can really help you to figure things out. And speaking of lack of resources and poverty, that was me. That was what I dealt with. We had to go to food banks. Like I remember sitting, having food stamps, faux show, WIC, EBT, whatever, all of the ways that food could be acquired without me having to pay for it because I was not able to afford it. I had to be on those programs. And sometimes when that would run out or that wouldn't be enough to feed the fam, I would go ahead on down to a food pantry. It helped me to really understand the concept of like food justice and food equality. It sucks to have to go and go to a food pantry. You know, it's it's very humbling, I guess you can say. The food sucked sometimes. Not shitting on food pantries, that's not even the point, but... The food sucks sometimes because I was aware of the necessity to have fresh food, specifically produce and everything, because during the time when I was going to pantries was during the time out of my entire life, that was the time when I was actually eating the healthiest. That was the time when I was the most conscious and the most particular about taking in healthy foods because I had studied so much and practiced so much in the lifestyle that I had taken on. Some of you are aware of soil cousins who have been paying attention, OG soil cousins, day one soil cousins. Y'all, 
are aware of the fact that I lost 130 pounds over a couple years. And it was a lot of research and, you know, lifestyle changes that allowed me to get to a point of understanding nutrition well enough to know, hey, eat this and don't eat that. You know, you got to get your fresh veggies and everything. And this was actually before I started gardening, like shortly before I started gardening, actually. What I recognized when I started gardening as I was also still, when I started gardening, I was still in that phase of my life. Still me and my family, you know, me, the the husband at the time and the whole family, that was us just struggling. Most of the time it was it was struggle. It wasn't all the time, but when we struggled, we really struggled. It just feels great to be transparent about that, but the point that I'm that I'm trying to make is I would be on both sides of it because I always wanted to volunteer. It was always important for me to be participating in service in some kind of way. So right around the time when I started gardening was a time when I got involved with a community organization that actually had a garden and was also very involved in getting community members access to resources and active in engaging with community leaders and things like that. And so that was a very important thing for me to do, I would participate with this organization and I would come out to volunteer to give away food boxes. And that organization, what one of the things I really loved about them was that they were very careful and intentional about providing a good balance of food and providing fresh food. So that's how I know, like, I get all pantries are not created equal, but generally many of them are not really so much concerned with like the quality of the food or the balance of the the nutrients and everything. It's just more so, hey, people are hungry. We got to get these boxes of food to them. And that still counts. That still counts because if you're hungry, you're hungry and you really most likely are not trying to be picky. So I get that. And I guess maybe you could say I was picky, but I don't think that it's fair to call me picky for wanting to actually take in fruits and vegetables or, you know, balanced foods, it was unfortunate to be in a position of need to have to go and go to these places to get it. But I'm thinking about rights, you know, just everybody, no matter what your situation is, that should be something that we all have, like healthcare, right? We all should have access. (laughs) Do I sound like I'm on a soapbox? I don't care. It's a podcast. We all should have access to the resources that we need in order to be able to have the best quality of life that we can. I'm talking about on a need basis. When it comes to having adequate health care, I'm talking about like preventative health care, being able to visit with the doctor regularly and if you need it, you know, if you're into doctors, I know everybody's not, and I'm not always into doctors myself, if I'm honest, but just having access to a healthcare provider, whatever that looks like for you. How about we put it like that? And mental health. Oh my God, that's a whole nother thing. That's another conversation for another day. But we've definitely discussed mental health on this here podcast. Uh, First guest that comes to mind is Alexander Hardy. I believe that was a two-part so y'all go and listen to that interview with Alexander Hardy where we where we talked about mental health. Just going back to my point, y'all, food is one of those things. Like I'm thinking about Whole Foods and I'm thinking about how, you know, I would be in Whole Foods using food stamps and I would be in there and I would be like, hey, wow, look at the difference between this produce and the produce in the neighborhood where I stay at. Look at the difference between just the diversity here. I remember Whole Foods was the first place where I saw a golden beet and just so many other types of produce. And y'all know what time it is when you go in Whole Foods. Y'all know what that produce section is looking like, okay? And just recognizing whenever I finally became aware of my ability to grow food, I was like, wow, this is a superpower. I recognize, wow, you know, you could actually go and help feed your community. 
even though I was one of the people who needed help with access to resources, I also knew that I needed to be a part of the solution in helping to get those resources out and making sure that people understood, hey, we can grow what we need and we can actually grow all that fly shit that we see in Whole Foods. I mean, if that's what you're into, everybody is not necessarily interested in that. But when I'm talking about something like food equality, I'm thinking about how the ability to grow your own food is kind of an equalizer in that area because when you can grow your own, then you can grow all the kind of different color beets that you want, different kind of eggplants, rainbow carrots, and all that other kind of stuff. You could grow your own. And shout out to Seed Mail. Okay, Stephanie the Seed Slayer, another guest. Look at me shouting out all these guests. I know it's just me and you, but there have been so many amazing conversations on this here podcast that even as I am talking a little bit more about myself that I can still refer to these conversations. So if you're new to the podcast, then this is uh, also kind of like a good reference for you to not only learn a little bit more about me, but to also get a reference to some episodes and some guests that you should take note of and go back to so you can catch up on those and and just catch up. You should catch up. If you're new also, hey, welcome. Make yourself at home, okay? Take your shoes off. That's what I always recommend. That's my prescription. That is how I recommend listening to Black in the Garden without shoes on. You know, I even recording this right now, I'm not wearing shoes, fun fact. That's a little BTS. That's a little behind the scenes. And if you want to get behind the scenes action, for real, for real, for sure, and also support the podcast, Patreon. Hey, y'all, become a patron. All right. Patreon.com forward slash Black in the Garden. And in case you were not aware, all of the interviews or most of the interviews, let me let me not start lying to y'all because I'm doing my best, y'all. I'm the one that's pushing a lot of these buttons to put all this stuff in all these places. But I do offer the video of the interview where you can hear the full unedited interview. And it's kind of a big deal for me to make that offer because if you hear the unedited version, it doesn't always sound really cute because sometimes my excitement gets the best of me and I just kind of, but we we get it done. But shout out to Jerome for being a dope editor to help it to come together in a more seamless way. But these guests, these conversations, you can actually see the interview, you can see the video and you can hear the entirety of it that has not been edited. So I definitely recommend that without trying to go all over the place and say all the things and and take up all the time. I just hope that by now you understand a little bit more about Cody talking and how the show started. Did I mention that? How the show started, how it started versus how it's going. It started out very humbly. I was just mainly, for the most part, Black in the Garden started out as a very positive outlet for me to focus on something constructive that I had already been wanting to do, especially after having experienced some significant trauma. Like I said, 2019 tried to drag me right before 2020 kicked in, and y'all know what happened at the beginning of that year. I like to say that it was tough for me, just like all of us, but I had dealt with as much as I dealt with in 2019. So it actually kind of made me feel prepared for 2020. And so when it was like, oh, everybody stay in the house, locked down, it was good for me. Not entirely, you know, I didn't love every aspect of it, but I did appreciate that I didn't feel alone in being alone. Does that make sense? Like just having to be by myself and not when I say alone, I don't mean single. That's I'm not really sweating being single. I'm actually loving that, like (laughs) loving being single and not in the just running around trying to find, you know, who I'm going to date kind of way because I'm not interested in dating so much either. But being alone in in that introspective way, if you can think about alone in aloneness or solitude, there's a difference between loneliness 
and solitude. All right. And so I was really getting grounded in solitude and really figuring out a lot about myself. And I was happy for the people who recognized that opportunity during the pandemic. And and I'm happy for those who took advantage of that and who were able to go inward and find something positive and find a new practice. A shout out to those of you who got here because of the pandemic, because I know that was another thing that happened was, you know, people were getting into plants, people were getting into podcasts because, you know, it was a less busy time. And so that meant, oh, now I have more time to listen to that podcast I've been wanting to listen to or get into these plants or start this garden that I have been thinking about or maybe just being scared as hell about food shortages and deciding, hey, I need to grow some food else I might starve, okay? But either way it goes, however you got here, I'm glad that you are here. But I do recognize that the pandemic, it really did shift some things and shift some priorities in a way that meant that that led some of y'all to me. So I'm glad that y'all got to me, but I'm not saying that it was good. Y'all get what I'm trying to say as far as having to find me in that way. But, you know, as long as we got here, baby, we here. Okay, you can't unhear it. (laughs) You can't unhear it. I'm already in your head. So there, but in the most positive way, because if I'm going to have an impact on you, I would want for it to be positive. So I appreciate your time and your concern, your ears and all that good stuff. And I'm glad that we got a chance to talk as much as we did on this episode. And by we, I mean me, because clearly I've been doing all the talking. That was intentional. That was a deep breath because legit, like I've been talking for like 40 minutes straight. (laughs) I told, listen, Cola B Talking is not some random ass name. And let's just talk about that a little bit. Cola B Talking, for the uninitiated, for those who don't know, what had happened was, as I was getting ready to start Black in the Garden, the podcast, my government name is Tacole. Okay, I'll always emphasize that, but it's it's not like a secret or whatever. So fine, you know, having been influenced by terrestrial radio from childhood and being very much into like jocks or radio DJs and and knowing that all the DJs and all the radio personalities had their respective on-air names. That was something that I found necessary for myself. So I was like, hmm, Cola definitely was going to go with Cola no matter what. And then I was just like, man, I just be talking. I remember saying that, like, because I, I talk to myself and, and that's that's me. That's what I do. And so I was like, Cola be talking. And then that just stuck. That And that's how we got here. That is how I am Cola be talking. And another fun fact, as I mentioned, being into terrestrial radio and being influenced by like old school broadcasting is I was meant to do this. There will be more. There will be more of Cola B talking besides, I mean, outside of or in addition to Black in the Garden, just because I recognize what my potential is and I have every intention to see that to the fullest and maximize that potential. But I'm saying that to say that what I recognized as a freshman in college, actually, I didn't even finish college, but before I flunked out, like for real, when I first started flunking and I recognized that I need to change my my major, I had to sit down and do an assessment of what my talents and abilities and strong suits were. And this is like, yo, this is like shit. By now, damn near 20 years ago. But I remember saying to myself, yo, you ain't trying to be no doctor, like for real. Let's be let's be real about this. Because I initially went to college for optometry. Like, let's not get stuck on that. But I just kind of recognize it's not that I started off as a freshman taking optometry classes. Obviously, you got to do prerequisites. But it was very much I recognize I got to be working towards a goal that makes sense for me to work towards. So that means that I need to be working towards something 
that allows me to use my talents and abilities. So that way it will feel natural to me. And that way I will be able to know that I can sustain the interest and get through all the grunt work so I could actually get that degree. So I recognized that I needed to study communications and pretty much right after I recognized that, I said, cool, let, how do I get some practice in that right away? So I went down to the college radio station and I signed up to get trained to get a show and, and be on the air. And I did. And I did have a show and I had a weekly show. We would be on for like good two hours. Just me and, and a bunch of my homies would get on. We would get in there and we would talk shit. I would play some music, but I was always more interested in the talking than the playing of the music. And it was just because I knew how to carry on a spirited conversation. We talked about all kinds of stuff. I One of my biggest regrets in life, and I really don't even have that many regrets, but if I had any regret, it would be that I don't have recordings of those conversations because they were incredible. This was approximately like 2003 and 2004. Like my friends were just as wild as me, just as charming and interesting and smart and also like cultured and stuff. And so we had some really fun conversations, but at the same time, we were also very young. So (laughs) it's not like we were carrying on like NPR style or whatever. But there was another thing that I recognized And I actually just thought about this earlier today. Like I said, it's just me and you. We just talking. We just catching up. So you understand what Cola be talking is all about. This is a getting to know me episode. I should have led with that, but y'all, you you get it by now. So I remember considering what it would be like to be famous. And I remember noticing, taking note of what celebrities' lives were like and knowing that that was not something that I was interested in in being because, and this is before social media, by the way, way before social media. This is like, Facebook was probably a thing, but it was, this is about 2000, somewhere between 2000 and 2004, because I feel like I recognize this probably in high school. I just recognize, hey, celebrities be getting like recognized, you know, like they go to the grocery store, they just trying to mind their business, go on about their day. And the thing about celebrity for me is like, I was cool with the fame part, but not cool with the being recognized part. And so I just recognized, well, I understood that I was already interested in talking for a living, especially in the radio capacity. And so it made radio that much more appealing to me because I was like, you know, one thing about people who are famous on the radio for the most part, or not like super famous, but the people who have a successful career in radio, what they get to enjoy is being known and having their voice being known, but not being like recognized because back then, like I said, before social media, people would be known, radio people would be known, radio personalities would be known, but you didn't always know what they look like. I appreciated that type of balance. And still to this day, I'm like, yes, that is what I maintain. (laughs) And that just kind of leads to something else that I've been looking forward to kind of mentioning or sharing, which is that the social media aspect of things, I enjoy it when I enjoy it, but a lot of times it is just overwhelming. It is overwhelming. I try to post consistently, respond consistently, repost, share, and and support and show love and all of that. I do my best, but y'all, following thousands of people and cutting that app on the phone is like, wow, you guys, so much, so many words, pictures, information, memes, arguments, all of the things. I mean, I try to curate it to the best of my ability to, you know, filter out the garbage. But even if I'm only getting positivity in my feed, it's still a lot of brain activity. There's still a lot of information that is coming in really fast. And so I know I'm not alone in that as well. And if you're feeling like that, if you ever feel like that, I encourage you to just chill. Just put that shit down. Take it, set it down and go, go walk away, do something somewhere. So that's where I'm at on recognizing 
way before any of this happened, before podcasts were a thing, before social media was a thing. This was something that I knew I needed to do. I'm I'm not going to say that I knew that I was going to do it, but I knew that that was one of the most appealing things to me to do with myself. And it took introspection and reflection for me to be able to go back and make that connection between, wow, girl, like this is podcasting, which is literally broadcasting. You know, it's just a different term. It was something that I wanted to do all along. And those of you who have heard me interview with some other people, shout out to Cultivating Place, shout out to In Defense of Plants, shout out to the Black Plant Chick, shout out to the Black Equity Network, just naming some off the top of my head right quick. Don't be offended if if I didn't name your show and I was on it. But y'all, having been on those shows, I always would indicate that going back to childhood, I just remember thinking like I wanted to do voices and cartoons. As a child, I wanted to do voices and cartoons. And now I'm in this podcasting slash broadcasting, basically a media space. And so I'm coming to the full realization, the fact that, hey, wow, there are so many opportunities just in me using my voice and just speaking and having the ability to share my unique perspective with the world. And I'm very grateful that I have found a way to get my own platform sorted out and popping and, you know, being real Black and talking about plants and stuff. Although this episode wasn't so much that, but, you know, and let me be honest about that as well while we're talking about it. And I feel like I get a lot more honest towards the end because we're, we're about two or three minutes from me cutting this shit off. But, <laughs> and that's because I know everybody doesn't listen to the end. So that's the hack. If you want to get the real tea, Listen to the last like 20 minutes of the show. But I will say for sure that it has just been so amazing to come full circle and recognize, wow, it was you all along. This is from the heart. And this is kind of like a freestyle, you know, a love letter to my soil cousins, just to let y'all know a little bit more about me and know who I am. So by now, I hope that that has come across. And like I said, you can holler at me. You can reach me. You can text me. 833-819-3926. You want to hear more about wherever I kind of trailed off a little bit because I'm good for that. Love it or like it. You can go ahead and text me and ask ask me whatever you want to ask me. I'm, I'm here for that. I would be happy to answer your questions. Don't get too nosy, but I'd be happy to answer your questions. If there's anything that is resounding with you, let me know. I really love those. Those are my faves. Knowing the ways that you are seeing yourself in my podcast, seeing yourself in me, seeing yourself in your plan, seeing yourself in whatever it is that I am putting out into the world, that means a lot to me. All right? So I've done my best. I've said all the words. All right? And I'm going to stop saying the words now, but I want to make sure that you understand what support looks like for me. Support looks like you just taking a moment to look at the show notes and pick a way to support because there is a way for you to support whether you got bread or whether you don't, okay? It's not always about monetary support. That is not the only way to support somebody. Share this, okay? Share it with somebody who you're not even sure would like it, but share it. But I'm not about to do that whole speech about that. It is in the show notes, like I said. So, like I said, child, we done talked and talked. And I feel like I'm trying to start remembering what that point was about the being in the cartoons and everything. But I guess I'll just leave it by saying that it's very exciting to know that the possibilities are just so vast and truly endless. And that was going to be true no matter what. But I am getting in alignment with seeing the potential come to fruition, seeing the things actually happen for myself, living out some of the dreams that I had as a young Cola B talking before I even 
really was talking because one of the last facts that I'll share with you about me is that I was pretty shy as a child. You know, it, it depended on the environment that I was in because I can also say that there was a time in my childhood where I was very much a leader of the group of friends that I used to hang out with. And I certainly wasn't shy in that situation. But like I said, it just depended on the environment. That's interesting how that works. But I don't think that's just a kid thing. So there's that. But yeah, loving plants though. Hey, remember we was talking about plants? <laughs> Let me stop doing that. But I think that's one of the points that I want to make. I feel like that's the point that I forgot, which was sometimes I feel like if I'm not talking about plants, then you're going to cut it off. I guess you can say that's like an insecurity. Not saying that I am insecure, but just saying like as a podcaster slash content creator, you know, every content creator has some kind of insecurity around how they're connecting with their audience or whether or not their audience is connecting with what they're putting out. And so it is worth saying that, and this was a lot more prevalent in the beginning of the podcast where I would be very kind of like trying to make sure that we didn't carry on the conversation for too long without mentioning plants or getting back into it. But if I'm totally honest, we're just getting ready to consider some format options and to really explore some other options so that I can keep it fresh for me. Because as a creative, I need to be able to kind of experiment and try things and, and do things a little bit differently just so it stays fun for me. So it'll still be me. <laughs> I'm not changing. So there's that. I know you came for Black in the Garden. You stayed for Cola Be Talking. I know this. And I know that I also will always prioritize creating an experience for you that is of the highest quality. I hope that you appreciate that. I hope that you feel that, okay? And share it with somebody if you're really feeling it. So that's about as much as I got for y'all. It has pretty much been a whole smooth and solid hour. This is the Cola Be Talking Hour. No, I'm just playing, but for real. Literally, that's what we just had. Here's another fun fact. This is the last one, I promise. This is the last one, the last, last one. Some of you may already know this, but I'm a little bit awkward about how I end. Yeah, I guess we're done. It's really rooted in the fact that I'm never really done. I always have more that I want to say and more that I want to share with you. But that is why we have episodes, right? That is why we have so much more time to, well, we would like to think that we are only promised today. Y'all get that part. But this is me doing what I just said, which is being awkward about cutting it off. So what I'm going to do right now is wish you love, light, and soil, and we out. I'll see y'all next week. Check the show notes. <laughs>